This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. The following program is brought to you in living color. Weather today in the great... They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. You found the taxi stand hour. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Now, you're going to hear about it. You found the taxi stand hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. And thank you there once again for that sage advice, Professor Medley. And thank you uh, to you as well there, Gerald. You stinking son of a bitch. <sighs> it is uh, Thursday, yes, sir. June 4th of 2020. And you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the quarantine edition as we uh, go into what is known as Temper Tantrum Thursday here on this show. From the Northern Command Studio, I'm still John Shannon. And from Queens, New York. In the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kitten, kids, and ki- kids and kittens. I'm I'm a stumbling, bumbling fool tonight. I'm I, I'm stumped here with that you're still John Shannon. I didn't realize you had taken a break from that. Uh, so there there will definitely be a meeting later. Uh, but good evening, all. I trust you all had a wonderful, prosperous and prosperous and safe day. And again, you are just getting comfortable and ready to let our dulcet tones lull, lull you into sleepy by land. John. Yes. Well, that's probably where the where they'll go too. I'm afraid. By the way, I tried. Oh. I, I tried to throw a little something, a little bit of a curveball into the opening tonight, and I wound up, I, I wound up throwing it into the dirt. Pretty much, yeah. We, the, we'd score that a wild pitch if we were... Uh, the first part was intentional. Yeah. And the second part didn't come in. The normal opening was supposed to come in right after that. And apparently it didn't. And then when I hit it manually, then it started to do it on its own. And, and 
<laughs> hashtag big time professional radios kids and kittens and if you want to you want to have a temper tantrum about something that'd be a good place to start so go right ahead well if you do have a temper tantrum you'd like to get off your chest the number to call 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 uh should we let them call uh, collect from the uh, payphone today or sure and we'll answer okay. on the payphone What's that? We will answer on the payphone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we so, get, before we oh, get go going ahead. tonight, I'm going to stop you right there. Because, yes, it is Temper Tantrum Thursday. And, yes, uh, I will have all manner of things to just cry and whine about that are actually of little or no importance. But uh -huh. before I do that, I have to pull an official. Emergency button. Because yes. I, I need to I need to crow a little bit about the wonderful show we had last night. We John Absolutely. and I John and I believe that this show has reached its apex last night. We we've hit the highest heights. Uh the wonderful wonderfully talented and generous with her time, Shaletta Brundage joined us for quite a while last night and it was a wonderful conversation. And uh, I think we both walked away from that just feeling just feeling positive and feeling upbeat about it and she's just a delight she was just a delight to chat to and uh so I, I i highly recommend if if you missed last night's program go to the website www.radiotfi.com it is there on the front page just scroll down you'll see it highlighted in, in yellow uh go to soundcloud it's there by all means you Forget us. Forget us two goons. She is worth it. And then we also, on our links page, we, we have linked to uh, to her website and all that. And uh, ShalottaIsFunny.com. And yes, uh, yes she yes. really spared hey, it. Uh, Hang on, Jeff. I shouldn't. Good evening, caller. How are you tonight? Well, I'm still alive. Hey, hey, give us a second, will you? Hang on there one second, Jonathan. We're, we're talking about <laughs> okay. last night. We're talking about we're last night. We're too busy show. patting ourselves on the back. That's there, right. Bro. Just give us a second. Oh, oh that would never happen. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Finish up. Um, she is, now trust me, she was, she was fairly serious uh, through the interview, and rightfully so. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, this woman is a very funny woman. I tell you, every time she gets on the radio, a lot of times she'll interact with some of the other hosts. Um, and she is she is just fun as you would. You, you'd never believe just how funny she really is. And, and she is. Remember she said that she was a troublemaker? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'll tell you... Uh, I've heard I've heard firsthand proof of that. By the way, well, she she she, she rattled off this whole resume of things she was, and then it basically boiled down. Oh, you could just sum it up with troublemaker. And she, there you and go. So we'll, we'll be crowing about that for quite some time. Bill, did you happen to hear last night's uh, program? Well, I heard some of it, and then I I kind of got cut off. So I would but, highly, uh, I heard I would the beginnings. I would highly recommend going to the website or to SoundCloud. Uh, our guest last night was a pure delight. We we we've, we've hit our peak. 
We've hit our peak. It's nowhere Uh-oh. but down from here. It's all yeah. downhill from here. Man. Oh, yeah. And we're starting with you. All right. Well, then I'll talk to you guys later. You're the rock that's going to drag us down this mountain. So, come on. Let's get on with it. You know, yeah, sorry about that. Well, you Not are like what I've you never are. been accused of that before. <laughs> how, how are you tonight, young man? I'm hanging in there. How about you guys? Well, again, we're ha- we're happy as clams until oh, I don't know two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that to you. <laughs> we're basking. We're basking in the light of last night's show. Uh, I don't even know why the hell we're on tonight. There's something I can rant about. He's <laughs> ah, complaining about why I'm working. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not working. Anyway, so what's well, going? On? What's going not on? Work. Well, um, do we talk about the 600-pound gorilla in the room, or do we go off hey, on another tangent? Hey, John's trying to lose the weight. Okay, let's not. <laughs> no, come on. That Nobody... was wrong. I didn't mean it. Nobody's safe tonight. <laughs> okay, the 600-pound gorilla in the room are six uh, generals and an admiral and oh, whatnot. The chief of staff. Uh, yeah. Basically, saying Trump is a dumbass. And it's about time. And what he's trying, what what he's trying to do with the U.S. military right. uh, is wrong. Uh, now I, I'm not going to lie to you. I. I didn't follow that too much today. I was I was just kind of having a lazy day and and having my own little personal media blackout. But I did see some about John. Were you following any of that at all? No. Uh, although Trump is now per, uh, promoting Trump's army, sending uh, emails out to different uh, individuals, and, oh, and if you join God. Trump's uh, Trump's army, you get this camouflage hat. That says, uh, uh, keep America great or something to that effect. Is this anything like the Kiss Army? I doubt it. That's entertaining. No, I don't think it's anywhere near as entertaining as the Kiss Army. Although the Trump people have better better makeup. Yeah, well, that's true. Hey, Bill, let me me say this. I did read the letter addressed to, uh, I, I think it was a general wrote it to the Joint Chiefs. I don't know. Who yeah, was that it? was, I think, General Mattis, who was oh, his yeah. uh, big guy when he appointed right. him when he was elected. Right. Well, actually, he was the, he was a holdover from from Obama. But my point is, well, that's right. He was. Here, here's the two things I know. I know that uh, I know about that letter today. And I also know that Trump tweeted. Was it yesterday when Mattis came out and said something? Uh, well, he, that's the one thing Obama and I have in common. We both fired him. Both now, fired him and said he's the world's most overrated general. Right. Now, remember, and also he took credit for his nickname, Mad Dog. Well, they called him Chaos yeah. when I got there. But come on. Is there anything this man won't lie about? Uh, pretty much not. Pretty I, much. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't get struck by lightning standing in front of the church. Oh, oh there's a great look up Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel put together a video of all that about him going to the oh. church. And you want to talk about being struck by lightning? Look up Jimmy Kimmel and, and you'll find the video. It's from a couple of days, uh, two days ago. Oh, it's. Oh, okay. I might have to check that out. You just nailed it. You but, nailed it. <laughs> well, and, 
What in the world was the whole purpose behind that? It was a photo. Was, did, did it photo did it prove anything? Showboating. No, no, it proved nothing. Uh, did you happen to see the interview the next day with the Episcopalian uh, minister? I forget what her title was. Yes. Uh, yes, he was she. none too happy. It was a she. Oh, but, okay. I was talking. They they were talking. Uh, I guess Rachel Maddow was talking to the head of the Episcopal Church throughout the country. Yeah. Oh, the Catholics aren't too happy either. No, I can understand that. Yeah, after he took, pulled that thing in front of uh, uh, a Pope John Paul II statue. Uh, and, <laughs> and by the way, have you seen? Have you ever seen two more miserable people than uh, than Captain Coppertone and, and his wife? Oh, dear in- God, no. She, I mean, she looks like every time she's standing next to him, she smelled a fart. I, I honestly believe <laughs> there's a fellow I follow, which who you should follow, Noel Kassler. He used to work on The Apprentice, and he's the only person who ignores the non-disclosure agreement. It's, uh, it's <laughs> Good at, for him. No, it, it's at Noel Kassler Comedy. And this guy, he just lays it out. I mean, I believe everything he says. Why? Because he's the only person Trump has never gone after. And every tweet, everything he puts out about him, that he's on drugs, he's this, he makes sure he tags it so that, so that it goes to Trump's account. Not once in a couple of years has this guy been, has Trump even mentioned him, hasn't threatened to sue him. Yeah, what, it's because he knows where all the skeletons are buried. Well, that's just it. Then you'd have discovery. But the one thing uh-huh. he's, he's, he says, and this one I'm not so sure if he's kidding or not, uh, he does say that Melania is living in Maryland with her parents, and that's where Barron goes to school. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and apparently, he, he's, whenever he discusses it, he says, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's got certain appearances in, in her contract with him, uh, like Memorial Day and all that. But I'm guessing the thing at the at the Pope statue was, uh, was uh, an extra appearance, and she was not happy about it at all. You know, DC's not in my well, contract. Have you noticed how she is the most absent uh, oh, yeah. first lady in the history of the presidency? Well, again, she's not living in D.C. That's the whole point. Yeah. She's not living in D.C. She wants nothing to do with him. Nope. Nope. How long and, do you I think after And the gone. minute he's out of office, she's going to divorce him. Yeah, but I was just going to say that. Now, when this whole thing started three and a half, four years ago, I and to this day I still I give her just the tiniest little slack for this. Look, she was a little uh, model came over from Slovenia and her goal was to marry a rich white guy, an old rich white guy. She figures, <laughs> well, well, I'll let him jump on me, hop on top of me and bounce on me once a month or so and you know, now she was living her yeah. life. She was living her life. It's not that she wasn't known, but she could go about her life relatively, you know, obscurely, you know, with her, her little high fashion thing, you know, with the money and, and all that. Not sure. once, not once did this woman ever expect to be first lady of the United States. And I got to give her that much. Well, that was, that was, yeah, never you got to believe a, that's true. A wisp of a possibility. She ain't happy about it. And she is not what, whatever else is going on with them. That has ticked her off in my opinion. I give her that much slack for you had no idea that that this you were going to go down this road and uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, you could take that to the bank. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to the joint 
Joint Chiefs. Tell me what you know. Give me more detail. Okay. Um, they, you know, Mattis basically, you know, he he said that he wouldn't talk to, about Trump at all after he left, right. and he didn't talk about him in his book and everything else. And now when Trump came out and did this, Mattis basically said, hey, the gloves are off, uh, Mr. Orangutan. Uh, it's time for pe- people to know the truth. Yeah. And no, they I mean, were just – I was just watching Anderson Cooper, and he was talking to – the general who was in charge of the army when uh, Katrina hit New Orleans. Right. And he went off on about who authorized that helicopter uh, over the protesters because that, uh, you know, is restricted airspace for one. He said, so that had to be approved way up the chain. And dangerous as all And secondly, yeah, and secondly, he was very shocked, as he said, that we didn't see dead civilians and a helicopter burning on the streets yeah I, uh, he said he had great respect for the pilot because obviously he was a good pilot to do what he did but you know he should have never made that flight well the interesting and, uh, uh, just just that, to cut well, it for... okay from being in the military you do have an option when you are given an order to consider whether or not that is an unlawful immoral order and you can refuse it under those circumstances. Right. So, in other words, the pilot had and the option he, to. Well, yeah, he probably just didn't have the cojones to do it. Okay, fair enough. And you know, I'm, you know, everybody that 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 argues with him is fired anyway. <laughs> so, you know, what's what's the point? Right. And it's interesting. Uh, another side of that is everything I'm hearing is that apparently nobody involved knew that they were going to that church. Nobody made this call, apparently. Nobody no, else, other I, than, the, nobody other than uh, Bill Barr. Made this call. Oh, is he the only, only yeah. one that's come out? and? Yeah, they, they said that, well, he's denying it, but if he's they the show only, pictures yeah. that the AG was standing there uh, in the park watching what was going on as Trump came in to give his speech at the Rose Garden. When he was finishing up at the Rose Garden is when Barr said, move him away. Hmm. And uh, but now, of course, Barr is denying it, but it's on full video. Right. Well, I mean, just the fact that. I mean, let's face it, the clearing out started a solid, I think it was 15 or 20 minutes prior to curfew. And and these were the peaceful people. They were just there. They weren't. Uh, exactly. And I look, I don't know that they wouldn't have got a little antsy if suddenly they were told, okay, you got to clear out, uh, you know, Captain Coppertone's on his way. But what did you think was going to happen when you started firing off tear gas? You thought they were all going to go, oh, let's go home. It's called calm time. You know, you you created a problem where where none had to exist. Yes, you're going to have troublemakers in the crowd. There's no, we all know that. That's, that's, that's without saying. But at least give them a chance to get up and and move. Oh well, yeah, you give them a chance to disperse. If they right. don't, then you can take action. Yeah, you do what you got to do. But I, I I mean, this was look. We've seen this in other countries, and how many for how many exactly years, all of our lives we sit there and go, boy, thank goodness that doesn't happen here. Thank goodness that doesn't happen here. And, well, and Trump, as you know, since he's been elected, since he was elected, he's been itching to use the military for oh, yeah. parades 
or whatever purposes oh, he wants. Yeah. Now he's got his option because the reason he can do what he's doing in D.C. is because the Posse Comitatus law allows the governors of each state to decide whether or not they want the military to come in. D.C. is not a state, so he can he can deploy the troops in D.C. without oh. any problems with the governor. Okay, I've never heard the phrase uh, that posse cumitatis. Could you explain that to me? Yes, that's that is what the law t- states that the governors of each state uh, have the right to have the military, the U.S. military, enter the state when they feel that they cannot no longer control what is going on. Then the military can come in, but it's called the the Posse Comitatus Act, or as if you ever saw the movie Tank with James Garner, the guy says, you just called me a pussy communist. Every time I hear it, it cracks me up. But, yeah, that's what the law states. So he's overstepping his boundaries, and he's becoming a pussy communist. Well, there you go. You know, you're you're not wrong. It does, you know, he look, he's wanted to play with his toy soldiers since he got since he got the house. You know, absolutely. He sees he sees it as a giant big can of those green soldiers that he can stand up. Uh Pew 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 pew. And uh, well, you you guys remember it didn't take him very long to start uh, lobbing uh, uh, large ordnance into uh, where was it into Syria. If I'm not mistaken, oh, I, yeah, he like oh, that yeah, mother gonna, of all bombs or something ISIS. like that. Mother of all bombs, Moab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't take him long to dig that one out of mothballs, did it? No, he had them looking for that as no. Soon as- and everything that you see that he is doing right now, my God, if you look at it, it's nothing different than what a dictator would do in his own country. Well, yeah, that's that's been pretty obvious. Uh, here's one thing that, that puzzles me, Bill, at this point. I, and I'm just – you haven't made yourself quite clear on this. So you are going to vote for Trump? <laughs> is that what I'm – that what I'm hearing? You're a, you're a Trump that I'm going to vote? You're going to vote for I, Trump? I'm, I'm, I would vote for the orangutan? <laughs> I'm not clear on that. I'm, nah. I'm not sure where you stand on this. <laughs> I'd rather be gang raped by twelve rabid monkeys. You know, we can arrange that. I would just. I figured you probably could. <laughs> all I need is a hundred dollar deposit. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get my credit card out. Hold on. <laughs> cash only. I'm sorry. That's a, some some things you only use cash for in this world. I mean, come on. Don't yeah, be so, well, don't be so gauche. So, yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, again, yeah, he's taking this opportunity. He's loving this because what are we talking about now? COVID-19. Yeah, we're not talking about that. The king of deflection. Yeah, and this this one came right down, landed right in his lap. I I mean, I promise you, if they had (laughs) – if those cops had simply been suspended or put on administrative duty, that cop would have been the next one getting the Medal of Freedom. You know, exactly, probably. And I just don't understand his philosophy on all this, because now with all these people out protesting, you know COVID is going to make a huge comeback at the end of the month or the 1st of July. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh So he's not he's not saving himself anything. No, no, no. No, it's yeah, we're we're looking for looking at I I mean on top of everybody else that's been going out and doing their thing the last couple of weeks. This is just crazy, you know. I, and as we've said, if you uh, we John and I have been talking about this since it all started. Look, I'm all for the peaceful protesters, the people that go out, they want their voices to be heard. Hey, yes. I'm all for it. Go for it, baby. But I think we all know by no now problem. you've got those Ocean provocateurs out there, people A, just looking to cause trouble, and B, the looters. And I say yes. when, it, when it gets dark, the curfew comes. You know who's out there causing trouble and who's not. And I say op- open up on them. Eh, maybe not drop a nuke on well, them, but, you know. Well, here, I'll, I'll kind of give you an example of what I've, I've lived, lived through, basically, that. In, in 1979, we had a huge tornado here in Wichita Falls. Okay. And it decimated the, the, the city. So the National Guard and everybody were brought in. And there was a curfew put on the city and the disaster zone and everything else. And you were told if you were caught in the curfew zone, you know, the disaster area after curfew, you were subject to being shot. That was the exact quote. Little room for ambiguity. And I don't, yeah, there wasn't (laughs) any. So I don't, I don't understand how this can be a whole hell of a lot different. I don't want to sound like I'm promoting dumbasses you know, way of doing things, you know, Hey, shoot first, ask questions later. But, you know, you got to do something about these people that are out looting and terrorizing right. and things like that. Well, I can tell you one of the things they've done here in New York city, uh, no for hire vehicles are operating between 8 PM and, uh, 1230 AM. That cuts off one okay. avenue of, of escape. Uh, something I noticed, uh, was it yes, John? When did I actually leave the house? Was it yesterday or the day before? <laughs> you leave the house so infrequently that no, I moved my car. Was it yesterday or the day before? Day before. Well, I thought you said okay. yesterday that you went out, went to Home Depot, and bought some new blinds or something. I did, so. but I, 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 okay. So it was the day before. Anyway, I took my car first time I had moved it in months, and uh, because I was, uh, they were doing work here. So anyway, so I drove into <laughs> Manhattan. You chalk the tires. <laughs> I actually put air in the tires. I put I put gas in for the first time since December. Two dollars and five cents. What a deal! Who knew? Six months I yeah. had gas. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you're getting one month to the gallon. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something. <laughs> so I, I I got the car washed and all that, and I decided let me go into Manhattan, which is literally five minutes from me. Uh, went across the bridge. I I drove down the east side. Uh, Saw some places being boarded up. Went to 34th Street because uh, I wanted to see Macy's. Uh, that was all boarded up. Empire State Building. Lots of places boarded up. But what I also noticed, uh, and I had somebody on the radio, a local radio, was talking about it at the time. Uh, they have these things called city bikes. They're rental bikes. And they, the, the, okay. city, the city has provided uh, docking spaces for them all over the city. And they'll usually be about 20 or so uh, docks, bikes, uh, spaces, bicycles when they're there. you got to put in a debit card and it locks it or unlocks it. Well, apparently, uh, a lot of the looters have been using these city bikes 
to scout the areas where the cops aren't. And there's also rental scooters. But I went by a number of these city bike uh, docks, and there were no bikes there. So I think those had been pulled as well. Uh, and and in only half, sure. jo- only half joking, I've been wondering for about four or five days now, where are the water cannons? You know, you have a point. I haven't seen any at all either. I haven't seen one. And well, that's, and that's I mean, really I, effective. I brought, well, and I brought this up to my wife the other day. I said, you know what we're looking for? We're, we're, it's going to be another Kent State scenario. Mm. And then all hell's going to break loose. I personally think now I could be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Welcome to my world. This is starting. This is starting to calm down a little bit. Well, we we had uh, Mr. Floyd's memorial service today, uh, right? So hopefully that will look. I think the point has been made. Now, whether or not anything's gonna gonna change anytime soon, uh, you know, as we said last night, I've been saying to people for quite some time now, we've had a good run, us white guys. You know, we've had it good for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Our time is running out, and which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but I can't. I can't possibly know the pain that these folks are going through. I've never had to had the experience of walking into a store and somebody following me just because of the color of my skin. I've been followed followed for for my smoke and ass, but that's another story for another time. Uh, <laughs> the only reason your ass smokes is because you got horrible gas and it just smolders every time you get done ripping <laughs> that's one. Just, so that's just smoking ass. Hey, okay. let's, not, let's, let's not confuse the issue with facts, okay? But but anyway, yeah, we've never right. had, we've never had to contend with that. So uh, okay, I'm well, not about let me, say- the, the gal that you you guys were talking to last night. What yeah. some of what I heard her say was. You know, having this discussion with her daughter and things like that. And, you know, I understand what she's talking about. And I I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm going to throw it out there. My parents had a talk with me, all of us kids, when we were younger. And the talk was, whatever the police officer tells you to do, do it. Don't argue. Well, I agree with you. Now, I agree with you. Wherever that goes from here. Bill, let me say this though, okay? Now I've always been a, I, I I've always agreed with that is that look on the street the cop wins, okay? But you're gonna be exactly. in, you're gonna be in a court. But again, I'm a white guy, okay? So when when racist cop pulls <laughs> yeah. me over, okay, he's not treating me the same as he's treating you know a young black man. He's looking at me. Okay, with, but now let me. Let- let me say something here too. Now I have been pulled over by black officers and okay. I was treated, uh, you know, with respect and right. I treated them with respect. Right. I not you know, they didn't attack me cause I was white. So, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know, know what it's like to go on the other side. That's, that's So, that, you know, and if that, you just do what you're supposed to do and keep your mouth shut, you're going to get through it just fine. All right. Here's what well, I Ed, uh, or excuse me. Well, just give me a second here. Go ahead. Um, with the case with Philando Castillo, Castillo, excuse me, uh, up in uh, the uh, Falcon Heights area there, 
he told the cop he was a registered gun older, owner. Told him, I have okay. a gun. Um, so, but the cop still wanted to see his ID and whatnot, so we went to his hip pocket to go grab his wallet to get his ID, and the cop unloaded on him. Okay, you know? well, you know, I don't agree with what he did. Now, I'll give you an example of what happened. Um, I'm driving to Oklahoma City. Barb's driving, uh, John, so you can kind of know how that's going. Well, I can see where that and, drew a little bit more attention. Yeah, we get we get pulled over because she's got, you know, the lead foot, and the highway patrolman wants to see, uh, you know, her stuff and things like that, and her purse was in the back seat. Now, I'm sitting in the passenger seat. I looked at the officer, and I said, her information is in the rear seat. Can I reach back there and get that for you? Instead of making a motion that would have got me shot, yeah. I asked first. Uh, so okay. I can I, I understand some of the, the, these cops. you got to deal with scenarios that can co come up in a nanosecond. All right, Bill, I'm, i got to stop you there because as John was talking about in that, in that specific case, the young man did what he was supposed to do. He alerted them. Uh, no, I'm not arguing that point. But there's also, go on YouTube. There's plenty of videos, I promise you. People get pulled over. They happen to be people of color. And they're they're going, they're doing everything that they're supposed to do. And suddenly, uh, at, at a clear blue sky, the cops are dragging them out of the car. You know, they're making life more difficult than it has to be. The guy ran our light if he did oh, something stupid. If he did something stupid, put the cuffs on him. Drag him out of the car. Yes. But it, there is clearly, clearly, and I'm not saying all cops, not not all cops, you know. No, exactly. I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story, and it, and it really comes to light now. When I was about 18 years old, I worked as a, a counselor at a youth center here in New York City, the Police Athletic League. So one summer, uh, we were able to take a bunch of our kids to, uh, I don't know, it was some horse farm. We were up there for five days up near Albany, New York. And we weren't the only ones there. There were, there were people from other centers and other places spread out around New York City. So I got friendly with two of the guys from, uh, from different places. Uh, and so one day we had to go into town. We had this van at our disposal. It only had two front seats. It was a cargo van. So, and then, now the other two guys who both were black, they were my age, 18, 19, 20. So they're in the mm -hmm. front seats. I'm sitting on a folded chair in the back reading the newspaper. We're going to get whatever it is we got to get. And it's about a 15 minute drive as we approach town. Uh, I, I can't remember the, the driver's name. Oh. He says, Ed, you got to get up here. I says, what are you talking about? He says, just pull your chair. <laughs> he says, just pull your chair up here and sit in the middle of us. Okay. And I really didn't know what they were after. I said, what's the difference if I said, uh, well, sit I back can understand. There? And they, he actually said, so when we go into this town, we want a white face between us. <laughs> he wasn't kidding. Now, he wasn't, that re reminds me of what Chris Rock said. If you'd ever heard him talking about all of this and, uh, he said, if you're a black man and you're going to go out driving, take a white boy with you. 
<laughs> he also he also has what what I believe to be the 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 absolute solution for uh, for the gun problem in this country. Charge more for bullets. Yeah, that he came up with that too. Yeah, you know, 5, make 000... it, make each bullet worth fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cap, I'm gonna cap your ass as yeah. soon as I can save up enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or you know, I shot you, and I'm gonna get that damn bullet back. That's right. That's right. But... You certainly wouldn't see random shooting. <laughs> no, no. And if oh, you and did... that, oh, I'm sorry. That, that's the other thing that drives me nuts. When people talk about the guns and all of this, and they're talking about, oh, everybody's got the right. The Constitution was written, and yeah, the Constitution was written when you know they had muskets. Muskets, right? I, I don't believe. <laughs> exactly. I don't believe Jefferson or any of them ever ever thought in their mind that there would be drive-by musketings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you or know, just, so just he's drive. on horseback. Everybody run! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah. think they had that in mind. And without getting into a whole Second Amendment debate, which I don't want to do, but the Second Amendment—no, neither do I. <laughs> it, it doesn't even say what most people believe it says. And exactly. It, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say we're all entitled to carry guns. It doesn't come close. No, it to doesn't. That. It doesn't come close. And, I, I, no, and I'll say it again, just to be clear, and then we'll get off this topic. I've made it clear I'm not a gun person. I Look, people have handguns. They do it for personal protection. They do it for, they have them, they're target shooters. Even hunters with one-shot rifles and single-shot rifles. I'm not a fan, but I right. get it. But I get it, okay? You can't live in, in the Alaska wilderness without being able to shoot. And, and all that. that's true uh so while i'm not a fan of being around firearms i certainly understand it to a point yeah uh, and and i'm able yes, to i do to i, I don't hey and go figure i live in texas and don't own a firearm well and again you made a choice you made a choice yeah exactly yeah exactly your choice i have a i have a full set of golf clubs well so you're probably, you know you're probably more dangerous <laughs> with those <laughs> And I don't know. Leave a I don't know, Bill. I think I had a pretty good swing with my softball bat <laughs> at one time. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't understand all of all of what is going on. I mean, I can, I certainly see that there's been a lot of black people in these protests, a lot of mm-hmm. white people in these protests. A lot of brown people, so there's been pretty much everybody out there protesting, yes. and I think that is 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 good. It you know, hey, it is time to change the attitude of what's going on with uh, police enforcement. Um, I hate that it took what it took to get there. And my question to John is: you've probably seen it more than we have with the video of him. What in the world did Floyd do to deserve that kind of treatment? Did he actually resist arrest? None of the videos I've seen uh, suggested that he resisted. And even if he had, even if he had, let's just play devil's advocate for a couple of seconds. Even if he had, he did that still did not deserve for him to be put under that cop's knee, have his neck under Absolutely that cop's not. knee. 
for that amount of time and at well, all. For that amount of I time. Talked to had said, someone I had talked to said that they saw a video that showed the police pulling him out of the car and throwing him to the ground. Out of his own car or out of the squad car? Out of the squad car. Oh. Well, there's all sorts well, of new so angles I, now. So uh, I, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm trying to remember if I've seen that. But again, it got to remember when we first saw this, all we saw was his head. And uh-huh. then when you finally exactly. saw, saw the, the, the view from across the street, there he was handcuffed, being held down by not one, not two, but three officers. He wasn't going exactly. anywhere. Yep. And no. that, now so what was the point in the extent of what they did? I personally believe, now that we know they worked at the same place, I think, I don't know for sure. This is just pure speculation on my part. I think the cop, I, even if I knew his name, I wouldn't say it. Uh, I think there was some kind of personal history there because you can see well, it. John, you, you would, you'd heard that what this guy had had 12, 17, 19 complaints right. over his career. Yeah. But look yeah. at, look at the original view that we saw where he's just there with his, with his neon and he's just ignoring everybody. He's okay. I'm just staying here. I'm just going to keep doing this until yeah. There was intent there. As far as I'm concerned, the look uh, on his well, face yeah. was intent. I am going to stay here. This wasn't, look, I've said it before. Maybe in the course of, of wrestling him down, maybe momentarily your knee gets stuck, you know, is on his neck, and you hold him there for a second just to get the cuffs on. Eh, you can live with that. But this applied pressure for eight and a half, nine minutes? No. no, no. Once he's handcuffed, he's subdued. Right. Yeah, he you know, should have what, picked and put him back up on his feet. And I, I don't think once yeah. he's got cuffed on, he's going anywhere. No. I really don't. Don't okay. think he's uh. going anywhere at that point in time. Well, let's, let's also bear this in mind. And again, John and I talked about this, having experience with counterfeit bills. And this is what predicated the whole thing, was a, was a counterfeit 20. Yeah, now, okay, now, 20. Now I've dealt with counterfeit money. I've gotten it. I, I I promise you, if he if he had it, he didn't know it. And here's how I know he didn't know it. Because if you're passing off a phony twenty, you walk into the little convenience store, you buy a bag of potato chips, you get eighteen dollars cash back and change. You're eighteen bucks in a bag right. of chips ahead, and you leave. You don't sit in your car. No. I believe the store owner said that he did not believe that Floyd knew it was a bad bill. Right. And again, the fact that he didn't leave, he just sat there. If he was going around town passing phony bills, boom, he's he's gone. He's gone. He's on to the next one. Yeah. When you think about how long it would have taken between him leaving the store, uh, uh, the, the police being called, you know there was a time lag of at least five minutes, if not longer. I'm sure somebody knows exactly um, how long. But yeah. c- certainly enough time for Mr. Floyd to get into his car, which is where they found him, start the car, and leave right. in a nice, calm manner. Well, too, the owner of the store said he wasn't the one actually working at the time. Uh, he had another employee there, uh, and the, the other employee... 
is the one who called the police, took it upon himself to call the police. Uh, the owner of the store said he'd have never, he'd have never, he'd never call the police over something like a counterfeit bill. Yeah, but that's actually what you're supposed to do, John. And I've done it. I've done it a half dozen yeah. times. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the guy that called the police, don't he feel like a schmuck now? Well, oh, if he's still working there. Yeah. See, when, it, when <laughs> I, yeah, when I would do it, uh, you know, I collect a lot of cash from the guys that rented my cabs. I would never know who gave it to me, but I would also want to turn it over. So I would call the sheriff's department. They would come over to fill out. I fill out the paperwork. Here's the twenty dollar bill. You know, this now it's out of my oh, sure. hands and it's out of circulation. Yeah. Uh, and that's what and you're, you're out twenty to, bucks. And I'm out twenty bucks. But you know what? I don't want to be accused of passing along. You know, one time, I had taken my no cash. kidding. I went to the bank. And it was, you know, I go inside, I hand them my stack of bills like I always did. And uh, the teller comes back and says, oh, Ed, there's a problem. I said, what problem would that be? She says, oh, we've got, uh -oh. You've got a counterfeit. And I said, oh, okay, well, let me change the deposit slip. Uh, you know, and they were good about it. They, Of course, they, they held on to the bill, which I'm fine. Actually, I replaced it with a 20 out of my oh, pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I said, hey, you know, that's. You want me to wait for the uh, police to show up? They and they were good about it. There's no, you've got an account here, blah blah blah. I was putting the money into my account, so it's not like I was gonna, you know, it's really dumb to try and pass yeah, a counterfeit bill at the bank. And you didn't have multiple twenties, right? I had one. Yeah, it was the one. So anyway, so uh, anyway, what else is new, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess my, my blood pressure has kind of come down a little bit oh, now. So I, uh... That's what we're here for. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're here for. You, Doctor Ed and Nurse John are here to to make sure that you got your nurse swinging, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we got video well, now, John. The, I may make you show me that. My wife bit. works. Well, my wife works till ten o'clock. So when I get pissed off in the afternoon, I got nobody else to call. Oh, oh, you poor baby. <laughs> You know, we can, we can I, set... I talked to Johnny earlier today, but, you know, other than that. We can set you up and give you your own show that you could just bitch and moan for an hour every day. <laughs> I, you know what? I probably could fill an hour on that each day. We we got all sorts of time available. You just say when you want it. Well, we're, we're playing 50-year-old baseball games on the weekend. Please, we got all sorts of time. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny knows I could probably fill that airspace. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I tell you what, I've well, got a couple of things I want to get I want to get covered here before we fly, uh, run out completely out of time. Um, but why don't, uh, hey, you're welcome to call this thing, this thing anytime you want. Don't worry, you, you know, people... Well, had, I appreciate you know, that. I mean, I, I just don't want to be a bad penny that keeps turning up. I'll let you know. Remember, <laughs> remember, Bill, <laughs> we have caller ID. I know it's you calling. Oh, well, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk to you. We won't, we won't talk to you. <laughs> well, right? That works, too. I've had that happen. Yeah, well, for right now, you're on the good list. And... uh Yay! You know what? <laughs> get get yourself a pair of headphones with a microphone, and maybe we'll put you on the periscope with us. Well, the problem is, and Johnny will know this. I'm still using the computer 
that I had when I was uh, running the business. What is it, a Tandy? And it kind of lets you know how old that damn thing is right now, John. What was it running on, Windows B or? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Windows C. <laughs> but no, it, I, Windows it, 62? It, it, uh, <laughs> I, got, I got hit by lightning a, about a year ago, and Jeez. it's kind of fried some stuff, and I haven't had it had a chance to fix it up yet oh my like i said is it a, so, is it a tandy from radio shack yeah you know actually we did upgrade it with parts from radio shack smart ass hey my very first computer was from radio shack here's here's what i knew at the time i went in and i think we were paying like 1500 dollars for the computer at the time this was sometime in the early 90s that was a lot back then yeah, yeah well you know hey that's what they were going for uh Right. No, no. They the guy salesman said to me, "Do you want a hard drive with that?" And I, uh, <laughs> I said, and that was an extra cup. That's what it was. That would have brought it up like fifteen hundred. I said, "No, I can get by just using the disc, the three and a half inch floppies." Who knew? I didn't know. Who yeah. knew hard drive? What? <laughs> no. What? I, like I, I buying a car and the guy asking you if you want an engine in it. Yeah, but that's yeah. how they. But that's how they sold them at the time. You could get it with or without. A hard drive. Um, Who knew? I didn't know. Of course, now, now, hey, don't try and pull a. Hey, I'll have right. you know, my first computer was a Commodore sixty-four. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Your monitor was your TV screen. <laughs> my first computer was an Abacus. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, an Abacus. <laughs> That's your word of the day, kids and kittens. Abacus. Look it up. I, uh, yes. I don't word. need to look it up. I know what it is. Well, I was, yeah, exactly. I was I was referring to the other kids and kittens, not the uh, not not the bright folks here. All you bright folks in the central oh, time zone. Hey. Being accused oh. of being a bright folk, I like that. Your future so oh, bright, you man. gotta wear shades. So you know what? Yeah. I, I actually do want Bill on this as well. All right. Because I have been uh you know, I know you, you've said it a few times, we've had a good run. And I, when I first thought about it, I totally agreed. You know, us old white folks, we've had a good run. We have. But I got to thinking about, actually, I was thinking about that today when I was in between rides. Because I never try to think any about anything when I actually have a passenger. Other than I can't wait to get the son of a bitch out. But uh, that's another story for another time. That's Mr. Customer Service to you. But, exactly. But, you know, I, I, I wonder sometimes if it really was a good run. Because our generation, not everybody in our generation, but uh, a lot of people in our generation really screwed up a lot of things for the generations to follow. You know, if you think about pollution, if you think about, uh, uh, you know, race relations, you know, we didn't do anything really in our generation to try to uh, take the, take the knee off the back of the neck uh, type thing. If you know what I mean. That's true, John, but we certainly didn't do a lot. But we also had the upper hand when it came to race relations. Yeah, and we did. Well, now that was also but, true. Yeah, so, that's true. But 
Overall, when you say we had a good run, I mean we. It had was a, good for us, right? It was good for us. We had a good long run for millennia, multiple millennia. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, it'll work for this conversation. It'll work for, for the purposes here. But I mean, we've been top of the heap, top of the heap for a long, long time. Absolutely. And, and you know, now. Uh, now we're about to get knocked off the uh, top of the heap, which is fine for us because we're getting ready to check out anyway. So I don't care. Tear the place up. I ain't going to yeah. <laughs> be here long. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my time in. What the hell? <laughs> I've done enough yeah. orbits around the sun. I'm good. Check, please. <laughs> I'm just, well, you know, I would still, I, I, I would still care for a few more, but you know, what well, the hell? But I'm still waiting any day now for them to slip the bill under my door. Well, what's going to have to check out happen though is exactly. we have to realize that we're going to be we're going to be winding up playing by a different by a different set of rules here. Unfortunately, well, probably fortunately. Mm-hmm. All like- I'm hoping is is that. They look at us, some of us old white guys, and they say, "Yeah, they weren't all that bad." Yeah, you know, but they you can could live for a while. Yeah, but, but it could have been them. <laughs> well, yeah, it could. It could have been, been us. Been. So, yeah. so don't. Uh... Yeah, the the key thing to all of this, and it's it's what I some of what I've been seeing is all these people out doing this and everything else. You know, it's good and well what you're doing, uh, trying to, you know, bring about change. But the best way to bring about change is vote. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's something I want to say. There's three things we need to protect here for, for the remainder of this year. Voting is number one. Well, voting is up there. These are the three most important things we need to protect. Voting. And everybody needs to get out there and do it. We also need to protect Betty White and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We got to make sure that they survive. <laughs> Betty White's <laughs> Betty White's a national treasure, and we can't afford to lose another Supreme Court justice right now. Boy, ain't that the truth? We just can't. I was afford. worried about that when she went in the hospital. Yeah, uh, every, what was it last month? Yeah, I said on the air. I said somebody go go to Betty White's house and. <laughs> How great is that? I'm not, not saying that. That uh, RBG uh, R- RBG's uh, death would be great, but wouldn't that be something? Is uh, when we kick Trump's ass out of the White House, and then unfortunately there goes Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and then he's going to try to hurry up and get a nominee up there and and what have you. And hey, don't laugh, Mike. Gra- my grandmother held on until the night she finally saw her first great-grandchild. She went home that night. She drove. They drove her from New Jersey to, to Long Island. They made it back home, and she died that night. Sometimes I think there's correlations to that. I firmly believe it, but, but yeah. that's, we're, we're going to do that on our, our, uh, our, our, our uh, Supernatural show on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Ghost hunter. You better run right. that. You better run that by the mouse. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say about that. I, I'm. Well, well you realize that this is this is a Mickey Mouse outfit, there, right? Oh yeah, big time. You, did you yeah, know that? Yeah, well. Bill? 
Radio well, that, TFI. That, which, which, which reminds me of, did you, you heard that uh, Mickey and Minnie were getting a divorce? Yeah, she was fucking and, goofy. Uh, yeah, because she was effing goofy. <laughs> she's not insane, she's effing goofy. That's, that's, I jumped on your punchline. And I use the F. Yeah. Too. Okay. Well, then, I, all right. I got another one for you then. Okay. Um, we got two minutes. To a kill. minister. You ready? Go ahead. We're ready. Okay. A minister, a priest, and a rabbit go into a bar. <laughs> the, bar the, the bartender looks at the rabbit and says, What in the hell are you doing here? Those damn spell check. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, I told that what, to an older I, I told that to an older guy the other day, and I had to explain to him what the hell it was. <laughs> oh, good very good, Lord. Bill. You you, were, you earned your keep right there at the very end. Thank you. you slid, All right, thank you, guys. You slid right in there. You, it was it, it, it was dangerous. But it was not plate. looking good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you you stole home. There, there you go. <laughs> Except right, at well, the I'll very let you guys end. Get back to finishing up your show, and and uh, you know we'll kind of go from there. If I get if I get pissed off again, sometime soon I'll give you a shout. We, you know, we're not, you know how to get in touch you with know. us. Although now we may change the number, but you know, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that that's never happened to me before. Yeah, and you, so, and you still haven't you forgiven your parents. Hold you on, you take st- care. I'll talk to you later. And you still haven't forgiven your parents for it, have you? No, absolutely oh. not. <laughs> All right, Bill. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. See you later, buddy. All right, you guys too. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Who was that guy? I, I don't know. Sounded familiar, but I, I, just, I don't know. That leaves us with uh, one minute. One minute. Wow. Well, damn. Let's see. What did I have in my pocket here? One of about uh, a million things here. I know you haven't talked a lot tonight, but get closer to the microphone. I, well, hey, you know, I just, I was relaxing. I get that. But, uh, so apparently Sharpton is saying, he said uh, today here in Minneapolis that uh, they're going to do a march uh, in D.C. set for August 28th. That correlates with Martin Luther King's march on D.C. And uh, the family, the family of George Floyd is going to be there. Well, that's good. So. Oh, oh! By the way, the you uh, uh, you you remember uh, Ahmed Aubrey, right? Yes. That story seemed to get buried. Apparently, one of the uh, the the shooter in that stood over Aubrey's body as he was laying there dying and was shouting racist slurs at him. Yeah, I saw that. What a way to end. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, things will change sooner or later. Keeping my fingers crossed. So, it's that time. So, from the Radio PFI, excuse me, Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, this is John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya!
right, baby.